Hey everybody, and welcome to Rabbit Tramplings Podcast 220. I actually have something to talk about this time, and that is a little bit of a preview of an upcoming free-to-play game called Skyforge. There's been a reasonable amount of hype about it on the MMO-type sites, so you may have seen talk about it or coverage about it at other places. And I had an open beta test for 24 hours, so I jumped in and played for a few hours. And as usual lately, I have a very worrisome sad life update in the close. And that's it for this time. Hopefully, you'll enjoy the show. So I don't have a whole lot to say about Skyforge. I only played for a few hours. I think somewhere around two hours was about all I could take of it. And yes, I do mean that in the sense that it kind of wasn't terribly enjoyable for me. I guess we should start with the basics about what it is if you have not heard about it. It is a 100% free-to-play sort of science fiction fantasy hybrid MMO. It is not going for a traditional play style for several reasons. The primary thing that's different is their combat is heavily action-oriented. I guess you could say it's like a fighting game without the blocking. Right off the bat, when you start your character, your mouse clicks will both do something. So you have, pretty much as an opener, your left click or your right click. And then that will usually morph the right mouse button into a second kind of attack. And if you do the left mouse, it stays a standard attack. And then that will change the right mouse into a third kind of attack. And while this seems really strategic and really thoughtful, it actually is kind of just ridiculously spammy in how fast it goes. Like I said, it's kind of like a fighting game. So if you think about fighting games where you've got really basic combos of AAA, ABA, ABB, you know, things like that, and constantly doing them, that's about what Skyforge is like. You're constantly spamming the buttons, and unless you're really good at memorizing button combos, it's actually kind of overly complicated. Like I said, I played for about two hours, and that's all I could take of it. After that, I was just really tired of clicking the mouse button so much. In fact, even after about 15 minutes, I was pretty ridiculously tired of it. Because it's about, I would say, twice as fast, or maybe three times as fast as the click speed of most MMO click speeds that you normally hit, you know, the number buttons with. And it was maybe four to five times as fast as something that has, you know, an action combat system with a active blocking system, like Elder Scrolls Online or Neverwinter. So it didn't seem anywhere near as tactical, especially since there was no blocks. And the class I played did have a shield, but it wasn't a heal. I don't know if there actually are any healers in the game. It would kind of surprise me because it's really fast moving. 
Another big difference they are going for is with this ascension system. I forget the exact name. But there's kind of two different layers to it. There's one for your specific class. And when you start the game, you have access to... I think it's three basic classes. And each class pretty much has two forms. One of them only has one form, so... Two of them have two sort of styles, and then one has just the one style. I don't know if that's because the second style for that class wasn't in yet, or if they only have the one choice. But each of these has sort of a talent tree system, and from what I previewed, it didn't really branch. It kind of was a single line, and as you leveled up, you'd get little tiny things, which were like plus so much strength or plus so much uh, whatever the other stats are. They have different names for all the stats, so it was a little bit confusing to follow. But it actually didn't really seem to work out as diverse as they made it sound. I think I got to the fourth or fifth step in, and it wasn't until like the twelfth or so step that it actually branched at all. So it was an extremely linear tree. The other thing they're doing differently is that on a greater map, as you progress your sort of character level, even though it's not mentioned as level specifically, you sort of unlock the other classes. And then you can switch the classes whenever you like. So progress is always saved. You can switch classes as you unlock them. I did see several different classes when I was playing. But that could be because those people bought, you know, various types of Founders packs or backed them when they were on Kickstarter. Because from all of the reviews I've seen of people who have had chances to play for much longer periods, they say unlocking classes is extremely grindy. So while I was hopeful in that I saw different classes, I don't know if they were unlocked during that 24-hour period or, you know, through special purchase deals. The graphics were pretty decent. They weren't amazing. And the game is heavily instanced everywhere you go. It's kind of like just a small instance. The only game in even remotely recent times I can think of that was designed like that was Neverwinter. And then before that, probably D&D Online, which is quite old at this point. But it's basically like you go from one sort of main hub, which is, I would assume, instanced, because I only saw a few dozen people there, to whatever sort of mission you're going to do. And the one I went on, I went on it a couple times, and there was maybe six other people in the area. And you could run across the whole zone in, like, I don't know, maybe a couple minutes. I assume there are much larger ones with higher people counts, but as far as I know, the entire thing is instanced to some degree, and it's a much heavier instancing than a standard MMO. I didn't even recall if there was music. If there was, I I would say it was probably passable because I don't remember it. Everything was voice acted, so that was pretty cool. I do like voice acting in the games. It makes the games feel a lot more alive. Sadly, though, like I said, I just wasn't really into it. It felt way too button spammy to me. I just didn't want to push that many buttons. 
And the thought of needing to memorize three different combos for my first level character seemed kind of a bit ridiculous. In addition to that, there were the standard button hotkey type abilities. I think I unlocked about three of those. It was kind of interesting and it looked like the class that I picked and several other classes had a few different choices and those were locked into certain positions. So it did kind of look like you would get some sort of specialization down the line, which is kind of cool. But like I said, the speed of combat and how you were sort of fighting big groups and you kind of just wanted to hit abilities as fast as possible just felt really spammy and didn't feel tactical or thought-provoking in terms of any kind of strategy or, you know, we want to pull these guys over here, we want to get this boss, or, you know, the tank wants to hold aggro here and sort of be defensive and keep their blocking up. None of that was there. It was just kind of spam the buttons, spam the buttons, spam the buttons. So I think sort of as a final thought, certainly not a final review with only playing a few hours, I would say if you are really, 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 really ridiculously into fighting games, but have always wanted to play an MMO game, it would absolutely be worth checking out. It seemed like a pretty cool base for sort of the story and world setup. The graphics were pretty good. They were, you know, okay. They weren't amazing and they weren't very varied. They seemed pretty similar from area to area. But that stuff the developer can fix over time. You know, that's stuff they can do by adding more content, or I'm sure, you know, as you level up, you'll get to see more stuff. And I did like how you could unlock stuff with one character and just kind of switch it whenever you wanted. But like I said, due to the spamminess of the button combo system, I really think that's going to put everybody that likes traditional style MMOs off. And even those who like action combat style games like I would really love to play Elder Scrolls Online, but I can't. You know, somebody like me, I don't think that will appeal to them as much either because there's just not that tactical element of the active blocking. So you're just kind of smashing your abilities as fast as you can, and it doesn't really seem to matter, you know, where you're positioned or how you're set up. I mean, there are, you know, target areas that you want to get out of, so you probably do want to, you know, sort of control the bad guys. But there didn't seem to be any sort of taunt with the abilities that I got on my character, which was, you know, normally considered a tanking, taunting kind of character. So there didn't seem to be any way to control the mobs. And without, you know, a class that focuses on healing, as far as I know, there there might be one. I didn't look too much at that class that could be. And without active blocking or damage mitigation other than dodging, which is limited, I just didn't feel like it had any real strategy. It seemed like I just wanted to charge in and smash my buttons as fast as I could. Even if, you know, I was playing that tankish character, it didn't seem all that different in terms of run in and smash your buttons as any other class. Again, with only a two-hour preview, who knows? You know, I could be wrong. And who knows, I might actually pick it up after launch and give it a little bit longer preview. But I don't know, like I said, I was originally put off within the first 15 minutes from how much clicking I had to. 
So I don't expect that would change. It certainly didn't change within the two-hour period that I played it. So I don't know. I have a feeling it's going to be way too much clicking for me. But since it's free to play, I don't know. If you're even slightly interested, you may as well go check it out on your own because that's really the best kind of analysis, I guess, of any game. You know, the best experience is going to be you actually playing it as opposed to seeing videos or reading stuff because you're never going to get, you know, the total feeling and and sort of, I guess, idea of how it will really be for you until you actually get in and actually experience it. Ahoy there, and welcome to the treasure chest. We gather to thank those who surrendered booty to the rabbit. I'm sure we can all agree we love a little booty now and then. <laughs> the following be all the rapscallions that donated their booty. We do be thanking Stephen B. for the gas money. Three cheers for gas money. Hip hip. Arr. Hip hip. Arr. Hip hip. Where do we go from here? Where do we go from here? The battle's done and we kind of won So we sound our victory cheer Where do we go from So that's it for this Rabbit Surroundings podcast. Just the one donation so far. And that brings us to the super sad update, which is very worrisome. For the few who are, I guess, newer listeners who don't actually know, even though I've sort of mentioned it in the close before, I have been homeless for a number of years. I lost my job about a year ago. For no reason and no warning, there was absolutely no way they should have fired me. I guess in California, they can do that. They can fire you whenever they want for no reason, which is just ridiculously stupid. Especially since I was working for a government agency. I was working for the city of Mountain View in recreation. So, (laughs) and I thought, hey, I'm working for the city. They're never going to fire me unless I do something bad, which I never did. So... That was quite surprising. But my life has gotten pretty super terrible lately with no income. I am totally dependent on donations, which have been getting fewer and fewer over time. And I am in, and I'm in pretty bad need of saving right now. Needless to say, I have like everything in my car, pretty much, or in storage in the ex garage where I used to live. One of the people is an ex of mine, so they're letting me keep my stuff there in the garage and I can access it pretty much whenever. I don't go during the day because the guy who I don't get along with could be in there. It's not mean or anything if he finds me in there. It's just, you know, weird. So I try to avoid that. But my stuff is safe and sound in the ex-garage. But I do need my car for driving around all the time, obviously for sleeping, and I keep you know, stuff in there, like, for going and taking a shower, or, you know, when I can actually afford it, taking laundry to the 
laundry place and, and coming back. And I keep food in there, canned food and stuff. So having my car is super critical. And while I've never been officially tested or anything, I do think I am bad enough on my feet that I would probably count as disabled. I'm not 100% sure. But I have flat feet and bad ankles. And when I was very small, like 10, I think, a doctor warned me that I would have to be very, very careful about how much I walk and how I take care of myself because she was predicting that, you know, I would wind up like one of those old people with the little walker things because, you know, I had flat feet and, and bad ankle support. So should definitely not be walking. Walking is very painful and pretty terrible for me to any degree. So that's yet another reason why uh, having a car is very important. And now we are looking at needing money for registration. And I looked at the registration and unfortunately I kind of forgot there was a smog, so I need money for that as well. And while I have been sort of casually mentioning it for a few months now, mostly on my epic fail writing on my site, but also now and then on the podcast, it's now down to about, by the time you get this recording, uh, about a week and a half before that is due. So that is super, super, super critical that I get as much help as I can to get that. Because without my car, things would get terrible pretty quickly. Don't know how I'd get another job to, you know, be able to get to it quickly or, you know, all the things I mentioned. And so while my life is terrible and still very savable with the car, it seems like if I lost the car, I don't know how I would recover. So please, please, please send any help you can and spread the word to people you know who are kind souls who might also help. Because I am in pretty desperate need right now and need a pretty big sum pretty quickly. So do need all the help I can. But once I'm saved, you know, I'm down to just needing gas. And that's that's a much lower cost. That's somewhere around seven to ten dollars a week so that's you know very doable through much smaller donations but the big cost of registration and smog is way beyond what i have money for right now since i have basically no money so even if i got a small donation it would still be way beyond it but several small donations could add up very quickly and help me out and get me back to a safe point again But please, please, please consider sending donations and letting people know because without that help, I'll be forced to sell my car very quickly and things will go from very bad to super immensely terrible. So that's it for this Rabbit Soundings podcast. Somebody gave me some movie tickets, so maybe I'll have something to talk about next time. Not sure. does take gas to get to the movie theater, so... You have to be very careful about what I go see. Oh, I did pick up a new show, Wayward Pines. Guess I'm a bit behind on that now. Most of you have probably heard about it, but I might talk about that next time. But that's it for this time. And hopefully everybody else does not have a terrible life like me. Even better if you can send a small donation and help me. But hopefully I'll see everybody next time. Okay, thanks, bye.
not here. It's just a bad dream. Oh, I agree completely. Why, we'll wake up any minute to Harper and have a laugh about all this. You have been listening to Rabbit's Ramblings. If you would like to see the show notes or feed the bunny by sending a donation, you can find the show website at www.rabbit.com slash podcast slash rabbit's ramblings dot html. When you type Rabbit's Ramblings, don't use the space. If you would like to send me an email, you can do so at rabbit at rabbit.com. If you like my page, you can also post on Facebook at rabbit.com. You can follow me on YouTube at rabbitdot.com. I have a page on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash rabbit, R-A-B-B number one T. You can set up a monthly recurring subscription there at a price point of your choice. Be sure to put the number one in place of I anytime you type rabbit. Rabbit's Ramblings is copyright 2015 and is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license.